Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Oh, God. All right, welcome to episode 464 of Moralia Python Radio. And I really we... can't. I'm really looking forward to 475, whatever one that one's going to be. Okay. No, yeah, fair I don't enough. even know what it is, but I want to make sure it's a special one. Damn right. It, but it's going to be an all <laughs> IJ show and uh, I'm just yeah. going to want to die. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite hurt books. Um, touch on some of the, uh, the news that's out there. Um, and, um, uh, we just recently took a herping trip, uh, so yep. we'll, we'll probably talk about that a bit. And um, somebody had uh, reached out to me on Instagram, and they were basically asking me about um, the Diamond Python um, care. So we're going to go over <laughs> that as well. Just basic setup for um, um, keeps everything adult. yeah in a tank with a lamp. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think uh, I think books um, are. <laughs> They're overlooked, man. They're one of these things well, the, that... What pisses me off is that I, I had a bunch of these books, and then somewhere between college and home, I lost them. And I'm like, I'll just buy it again. And I'm like, reproductive husbandry of pythons and bows, $300. Like, oh, yeah, man. I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, you know. That's quite expensive. <sighs> yeah, some of those me. books. But I think um, <laughs> a lot of people nowadays use Google. Yes. And sometimes the Google machine will give you the wrong information. <laughs> um, but you don't know any better because you're just sort of Googling it. Right. Um, that's why, you know, for uh, reptiles and reptile care and understanding their, you know, um, uh, natural history or, um, you know, how to breed them, how to keep them, all these different things. You, you know, if you're buying a book, you're probably buying a book from somebody that is very experienced with that species Right and has sort of uh, firsthand knowledge and uh, on on how to be successful with keeping that species. So yeah, and the thing is, is that when it comes to say care sheets or something online, any idiot can post that. I could literally write something on the care and breeding of Bolin's pythons right now tonight. Yeah, I have never kept nor bred Bolin's pythons. Like right. I, it, it, that's just one of those things where you got to understand when it comes from say a book. Um, a lot of them are reviewed, edited, things like that. Um, sure. and, and these guys are never anybody who's, you know, um, brand new or something to shrug at, but I would say that maybe sometimes the knowledge in them or some facts might be outdated, but the general building blocks are usually there and you can kind of work on that. So I would say that certain book investments are totally worth it. Yeah, I think um, I think the thing that I see that changes the most from having older books as opposed to newer books is taxonomy. Right. Well, that and, and let's say like morph thing. Like, wasn't the uh, wasn't the complete carpet python out of date like the day it was published because like that year four new morphs popped up and we're like fuck. <laughs> like, oh, it's yeah. just like it's, yeah, that's uh, yeah, true. That's fine, but you know the basic care and the natural history, it's right. all there. So yeah, if you have to know that when you're reading it and it says the species uh, Morelia Owen Pelly, like you got to understand that that's wrong now. <laughs> like that's fine, right. but move on. Who knows? Maybe it'll go back. No, it, no, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. No, yeah, God damn it. Things change all the time. 
Uh, yeah, so so we're going to talk about that. And, um, but before we get into that, I want to remind people that as you're listening to this, you're mm-hmm. probably about 13, 10 to 13 days left to get oh, your picks in for the shit. 2021 Morelia Python Radio calendar contest. Right. So go over to Morelia Pick of the Week and put your picture up there. Um, everything in the thread. Week. Don't just toss the picture up there. Right. You put the, the rules, follow the steps. rules, read the information. <laughs> you know, it's right there. It's pinned to the top of the page. Um, so check it out. Um, yeah. And we, we know the entries when you guys have read the rules and when you haven't, because yes. it's really obvious. <laughs> like it's... I'm going to make it real clear. <laughs> I want you to understand this. If you are not a member of Morelia Pick of the Week and you want to join Morelia Pick of the Week answer and you the don't answer the questions, questions. <laughs> I will not. I delete you. I'm just not doing it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not that hard. Just answer the questions. They're not There's difficult. Two questions. Yeah, name a type of Morelia. <laughs> okay, next. Right. <laughs> exactly. Pick anyone. Anyone yeah. you want. Not that mm-hmm. hard. Um, and I don't even care if you put Owen Pelly pythons. That's fine. <laughs> it doesn't we'll matter. Accept just, it. It's okay. Yes. Right. It just tells me that you're. It's not a deeper cut. Doing... It means you're listening to this episode. We know we know you. We know you're real and not going to try to sell. I don't know, right. off counter purse, purses or Ray Ban sunglasses. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. So we have that. Um, as far as uh, I, I saw a couple of things that. So, I've sort of. I've said this on multiple podcasts now. It's like I've sort of taken myself off of Facebook. Um, I just check it when I get to the computer. Mm-hmm. And oh, life is so much better, man. <laughs> it really is. So everybody's so, contacting me about so drama and shit, and I'm just like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> so you don't, you don't, you don't like wading into the cesspool and getting waist deep in the what the no. fuck? Yeah, yeah no. all right, no, just too much. But I did yes. jump on Facebook earlier in the week, and I saw a picture from. A gentleman, Philip England, from Stone Deaf Reptiles. And he posted up a pic of this jungle carpet. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you it was beyond stellar, um, it could have passed for a jag, hands down. And that's the direction that I'm sort of trying to go. Um, you, wanna, I, you, want, you want the jag without all having that issues of, I don't know, neurological disorder. Spin in its head. Yeah, well. I don't know if I can send this over to you in this chat. Let's see. Let's let's see, see. It works. Live experiment. Hmm. Didn't work. I have a new message. <laughs> but there's nothing attached, right? Hold on. <laughs> it says nothing. Right. Yeah. I'll send it to you on Facebook so you see. What <laughs> that did not work. I'm sure you probably saw it. I I, I probably did. Um, you know, one of the joys of being furloughed is I have a lot of time to maybe go through Facebook. So. Um, well, then I'm relying on you to keep us. Oh, up shit. <laughs> there you go. I just sent it. Shouldn't have said that. Turn off the phone notification when recording. Yeah, yeah, it's an audio medium, you idiot. Damn. Well, yeah, dude, it looks like a, a Jag. God, it looks like Riddler. I say that just because of the damn question mark on its head. But, wow, that's nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, like I said, that's sort of uh, the direction what you want to do. I would like to go as far as I think that that's very, very possible. I mean, that gentleman is from Australia, but uh, still. Mm. So I know it, that they have. 
crazy stock and but they were behind us when it came to black and yellow jungles like we we could easily oh, oh. have gotten there so yeah, yeah. yeah. i think it's just because uh, it's just as just just a thought uh, mm-hmm. but i think that the reason that why our jungles sort of all have specific look like if you look at jungles in the u.s they sort of have one of three looks one yeah. they're sort of banded yeah with like thin bands mm-hmm. then you have like um the tipped out ones and then you have striped ones, but I've never seen a lot of striped ones. I think Riley might have one that's striped without the tipping, mm-hmm. but usually the stripe has the tipping. Yeah. Whereas it's Australia, can't get away with the, one without the other. And the snake we're talking about mm-hmm. is sort of like no tipping at all. So it's very reminiscent of a Jag because Jags really don't have a whole lot of tipping unless I think sometimes when diamonds mixed in there, it, it tips out, but you're not really seeing uh, seeing that. So, you know, uh, you have that ability to sort of make some, you know, reduce the pattern. Um, it looks like, you know, the pattern on this one reminds me of the um, the red jags. So yeah. You sort of have like these little, the the saddles have sort of went all the way up the, mm-hmm. the entire side, but they thinned out, so it's sort of like they're pushed together. Yeah. Um, and then it has that bald back, which is very reminiscent of a. Jag. So I yeah. bet you if you kept breeding that to a striped jungle, you'd get you would probably more reduce more. that pattern more. So. so it's time for my confession part of the show. Oh boy. Yeah. Mike Curtin, um, friend of the show, good guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Argentine boas. Oh yeah, I saw them. They came they came today, right? They were born. They they were born a bit a while ago, but I think he's getting them like ready for sale Ooh. now. I don't want to do it. I don't want oh. to do it. No, don't let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> They're jumping into the boat. No, world. no, more I don't want. No, no. Every it's, day. I mean, I blame Keith McPeak for this shit because uh, every time we go over to his place, I see his. I'm like, God, it's just the. It's like so a black did. speckled boa. Like you know, it's yeah. We did. We went over to uh, yes. Keith's spot. Um, so we Rob climbed Stone. the cliff. Yeah. Right. Rob Stone came out and hung yep. out with us for a bit. And um, we uh, went up. We, so we were herping all around. Um, on this specific specific day, we were up. Uh, you should in start New York. with. You should start with what like if we're gonna do the whole herping thing. You should start with what you and Rob like. You should start it where where it started, like uh, off the plane kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So so um, Rob was flying in at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And we decided that we were going to go herping right at five o'clock in the morning, which is kind of kind of weird. But um, yeah, so it was uh, me and Matt Minatolo drove down to, uh, to pick Rob up, and um, we we went over to an area in Delaware, and um, it was pouring rain, and the entrance to this is pretty funny. So I'm like. Never thought to check if an entrance was closed that you know. You know, I, I never thought in a million years that the entrance would be closed. So you know, we're all excited and whatnot because it's sort of the uh, first trip. You know, since we've missed Australia and you know all this COVID stuff has us kind of locked up. This was uh, this was kind of cool to be able to go out and get your herping fix. So. We uh, we ended up driving around until we found another entrance, but this entrance was all the way on the other side of this park. Mm-hmm. So we had to walk through the entire park as it's <laughs> pouring raining. And uh, 
we finally got to the spot where I had found them um, before. And uh, sure enough, there was one there. So we found a copperhead, which was pretty cool. <laughs> Killing me. <laughs> um, rushing me because yeah. I missed it. I, I, I thought you guys were headed up my way later on in that day. So I'm like, I'll just catch up with them later. And, uh, you know, I should have just gotten the hell out of bed. <laughs> like, I mean, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So it was pretty cool. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, definitely cool snakes. Beautiful uh, copperhead. It's amazing how it was blended in with the environment. Yeah. And, um, it was just sort of chilling there. As it was, I want to tell you, it was pouring. I mean, we were soaked. I mean, when I when I drenched. came down to your place, you guys, uh, your shoes were in the dryers. So yeah. Was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that'll give you an idea. It was that. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, we went out to, uh, we went to the Pine Barrens. That was a place we that went was, to That was, yeah, later that day, yeah. A lot of toads. Uh, yeah, yeah. We saw a DK snake there. Um, yep. Well, what we thought was a DK snake. It got away sure from us. It was us. a DK snake, but, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Pine Barrens is a pretty cool place. You it's know? gorgeous. Um, uh, lots of, it's the perfect habitat. I mean, if they're going to be there, they're going to be there. But, you know, when you're herping, you know, a lot of things affect it. And mm-hmm. a couple of days before, we had this huge storm that rolled through our area with remnants of uh, the storm that the, the hurricane yeah. south the hurricane and uh everything was soaked yeah it was just I, you know i don't know if that kept them from coming out usually reptiles come out after it rains but i don't know if because uh the severity of the uh the storm uh, keeps them locked up or what but um Still, it was cool. It was a cool time. It was cool to walk around. I think we what did we walk like seven miles? Uh, dude, it was like it, it was like Australia again, where it's like we're walking, and then by nine o'clock in the morning, your phone's like, "Good job, Eric." It's like, yeah. it's like stop walking now, please. It's like I think we, I think all total on that day was like thirty two thousand steps. Oh God, it was horrible. But, um, but yeah, that was that was fun, and then. Uh, I, it was one of those things where I didn't get home till 2 a.m. for like three days in a row. <laughs> like it was, uh, yeah, man, I was on vacation and I was exhausted. I'm like, wait, I just, I just had vacation. Yeah, I'm so like, we, uh, uh, so we did the Pine Barrens and we got back here and then uh, I drove home and crashed because then the next day you guys drove up here and we went looking for timbers. Yes. So, so uh, we know a spot up in um, up by Hamburg. Yep, that uh, sort of has timbers, rattlesnakes, and um, yeah, that was pretty cool. That's a cool spot. And uh, it was, look again, gorgeous. it was kind of it's kind of cold that day, kind of overcast. Where mm-hmm. I should say not cold, but it was it was definitely it was uh, cooler, cold, and it was cooler. the yeah. the rocks themselves were like I want to say they were like high seventies or something like that. They weren't cooking. Oh, um, and there are a lot of rocks that we're in. You're going to pull up the actual data of the rock temperature. You son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know I, this is a gown, whatever. I told, I told Melissa, I'm like, uh, Eric's Jones didn't go to Australia so bad. He put boards outside of his house so that he can observe it. And I bet you he'd take recordings of what the temperature was if he found a garter snake. Just because he just needs to get back to that Australia. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. uh so bad, man. I know it's it's all right. So we're shining lights and we're walking and we're going through all these rock crevices. And it's one of those things where, you know, you don't think about it, 
But you step down, you're like, I should have checked every single rock crevice before I put my foot down here. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, right. Like venomous snakes. Like it's one of those things. So I'm on, and it was like sheer cliff faces, and then there were breaks in the trees where there were a ton of big rocks. So we assumed they would be there. So I'm on the one cliff checking out a bunch of stuff. God damn it, Riley. <laughs> um uh, checking out a bunch of stuff and, um, I look over and there's a little, there's a bunch of trees and then another break in the canopy where some more sunlight coming through. So I kind of make my way over there. And as I break the tree line, um, there's this big, beautiful timber coiled up, sitting on a rock, just chilling. So, uh, we came over and we checked that one out and it was just it was huge. It was my first timber. So, uh, oh, the first one. Yeah. yeah. And now this is the, um, uh, this is like my summer herping trips or my furloughed herping trips where I keep getting rattlesnakes. You know, I had the pygmies down in Florida and now I got the, uh, um, I got the, the timber in PA. So let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's try to get as many rattlesnakes as possible. Um, even though Nipper has sworn that if we go herping without him one more time, that we're going to get, um, I think he said there were stingy leg slaps is what he would give us. <laughs> right. Um, so we will see. Um, okay. So I got the temps. Okay. Thank it's God. Actually, I've been, uh, I've been stalling until you could get those. So I was right. It was 69.4 degrees. Jesus. Fahrenheit, okay. And it was 81.4% humidity. Okay. So it was cold. That, I mean, yeah. that's cold, um, which is why we were kind of the, the 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 rattlesnake that we found had tons of scale separation in the back end. Mm-hmm. And we're like, was she a female coming out the basque because she had to because she's pregnant? Right. Um, also, she did not stand her ground. She like we made a move and she's like, bye. You know, like she just turned around and left and right. she rattled as she was leaving. That was it. Um, but she disappeared into this rock crevice. And then underneath this rock, and then was gone. And she was a, she was a nice size animal, like five foot, something like that. I would say so, yeah. And she just disappeared yeah. in this small rock. And I'm like, well, so basically, any little crack could could can't get seal a five foot long venomous snake. Cool. It's yeah. like you know, um, but that was cool. So then we kind of hiked around a little bit more, tried to find a few more things. Um, ended up making our way back to the cars and we decided to go up to uh, another place to look for uh we were looking for uh eastern hognose and a couple other things like that up there that uh, was up by jim thorpe yep, right yep and then and then we hightailed our butts over to new york uh to meet up with tim and keith and look for more timber rattlesnakes so yeah there's a i guess there's like a state park that's up there i think yeah. it's highland falls yeah um, and it was it was beautiful and it's like picturesque yeah. like out of the textbook where you would find timbers and stuff like that it's oh, just yeah. luck of the draw because um so we went through it it was great hanging out and walking through everything like that but it was just um you know we just, just blanked on it just there was nothing there so then we kind of went to Keith's house afterwards to hang out and talk snakes and we ended up staying there for hours on end 
Yeah, we were there to like what three in the morning. Or something. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think it was like one in the morning. I think we got home at three in the morning. Well, you got home at three in the morning. I, home. I, I, I got home by it was like two something in the morning, um, and uh, damn it, sorry, hold on. Riley's trying to convince me to 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 buy the bows and. Trying to tell myself not to. Anyway, um, but yeah, it was like uh, I think we left because I drove separately from you guys, so that when we were leaving Keith's, I didn't have to go an hour, a couple hours back to your house, and then an hour back home, I could just leave. Um, so it was one of those things where I I was allegedly getting home by like two thirty, two forty in the morning, <laughs> and I yeah. just booked it. So. Uh, I think I told you the next day I pull into my driveway and I'm running on fumes because I refuse to stop. <laughs> I just want to go home. <laughs> um, but no, it was cool. And then the next day we uh, kind of just all hung out a little bit and uh, talked some shop. Uh, we yeah. or attempted to convince Joe uh, that he needs to quit and just join the NPR network and I'll get him. Don't you worry. I will get him. <laughs> He's yeah. he's a domino about to fall, baby. Like, yeah. don't you worry. So, so going back to uh, checking out Key Spot. Oh God, um, yeah. First of all, you know when you're there's something about. I mean, I know Keith's sort of a normal guy to us now, and we're friends and we hang out. And but he's also Keith McPeak. And all. Yes, <laughs> but there's still that. You know what I mean? There's still that part of it. The fact know? that we can give him shit because he's like, oh, yeah, my house is right around the corner, and we're driving for like an hour. And we're like, what the hell around the corner do you mean? Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not around, that was the, not around the corner. <laughs> but, but it's still that kind of stuff, but it's like... Even, so, I, I I love his collection. That's the problem. Seeing animals like Sanzinia. Oh God, the green Sanzinia. Um, he had uh, the hog hog Isla bows that he had. I love his hog Island. Island, dude. That's a problem. I go to his place and I'm like, I want hog islands and I want Argentinians, and it's bad. And then I talk to Riley. I'm like, convince me, and he's like, no. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, convince me yeah. not to buy Argentinians. He's like, they're big, angry boas that are somewhat rare. They're also cold breeders. Oh, and you'd love them. And I'm like, no, this is not what you're supposed to tell me. So, yeah. uh, but it, it's just cool stuff like that. And the fact that each one of his animals is just something interesting. Yeah. You know, it, it, he's got the pair of these. He's got a pair of these. And they're all top of the line, just cool. Yeah. I mean... And he's got yeah. all the Amazons and the emeralds, and each one of them, like, dude, this is—it's like Baskin Robbins. What flavor of emerald tree boa do you like? Because yeah, he's sort of like with emerald tree boas, how I am with carpets. Yeah, <laughs> like every uh, every pattern, and color, and you know, I mean, that's the thing. Everybody, so like everybody most does think they're just green and white, right? Exactly. Everybody <laughs> likes the green ones. I like anaconda face. Okay. I don't know why. I just do. I like it that they have spots. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, then he's got the all the different Amazon tree boas, and yeah, and of course he's got some. He's got two fantastic looking blackheads and two really good looking womas. Oh yeah. Freaking cow kings look nice. Like I don't know what to do. Here. <laughs> he had cow kings. He had those. Um, what were the kings at the other Arizona kings mountains? Yeah, yeah Arizona. Yeah. Mountains. They were beautiful. Oh, Holding were his uh, big female bowl and eye. Yeah, was, she uh, was gripping us up and was she, pretty cool. Dude, and she uh we were putting I was putting her back and Teresa was helping me and she bluff charged me. Like she she 
She like, oh really? Oh yeah, like no, no, no mouth open, but she struck a little bit, and I, I think I saw Jesus. Like it was like one of those. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was, it was one of those. Oh god, <laughs> that yeah. that would have been so bad. <laughs> like <it> just. <laughs> yeah, if you got bit by. I don't her, even man. want to imagine Ooh. that blockhead, and oh yeah. god, I'd be black and blue for eons. It's probably so. getting hit by a, like a scrub, man. Oh god, it would hurt like shit. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful animal, though, you know. Oh, yeah, beautiful stuff. Yeah, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, children's pythons. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else was there. There's yeah, so the much children's shit. pythons. He oh, had uh, Candoya. Yeah, um, the Candoya. Yeah. A lot of boas. A lot of boas. A lot of boas. A lot of boas. So yeah. that sort of tempted you with boas? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've always liked Argentinians because they're like. Yeah, they are cool. Black. I mean, and they're just cool. Yeah. And they're not like, it's a big tail. Oh, actually, oh, and that's a something. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, you know, it's a red tail. Actually, you can tell it's a Colombian. I don't just stop. So I've always liked Argentinians and I've always liked Hog Islands just because there's something different. And, you know, um, Mike Curtin, uh, Travis Johnson, these guys that we know have. Argentinians, which is bad. <laughs> Be better yeah. if nobody we knew had them. <laughs> like it just so I like I the uh Madagascar ground boas. Yeah. Like them a lot. Yeah, they're all everything's freaking cool. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the sold them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's talking about how he regretted it. We all have that snake. We all have that stuff, but like <laughs> Keith has a whole career of it. Yeah. And uh, you got him back into jungle carpets because he hadn't had those for a while, and now he's jumped into the. Gave him a pair of gelatin gelatin yeah. pool, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, and it's it's that. something weird about how, you know, going back to what you were saying, we're like, and we know Keith now and stuff like that, but something weird about being with Keith on your in your backyard, helping him pick out his pair of gelatin jungles. <laughs> yeah right it's like huh this is life now <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like and and pretty cool <laughs> it's like <laughs> but it was it's very cool it was a very cool weekend so yeah yeah so it was uh it was kind of our uh npr little carpet fest we'll call it, nope don't say that no wrong it happen. was an illegal carpet fest according to my father but yeah. no it was a uh, more of a it was a uh, really yeah. python radio uh you know it uh uh <laughs> company retreat company getaway you know it was yeah what do they call that when the company gets together once a year to uh, uh shareholder meeting a shareholder <laughs> meeting yeah it was it was one of those shareholder meetings you know yeah, we had to sit through a presentation, um, but yeah. But yeah, so that was our weekend, and uh, uh, I think it was what, last, yeah, last weekend. It was like, what, two weeks? I thought it was two weeks ago. I don't know. Time doesn't, it's so meaningless for me now. What is today? You're like, hey, dude, when are you good for recording? Any time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> um. So yeah, so if you if you have the chance, and, and so here here would be what I would say. Go. Um, I, I learned two things from this past herping trip. Number one, one, that we need to appreciate the animals that we have here in the U.S. Yes, I think we um, take for granted the diversity, the amount of species that we have all across the U.S. Um, and some of the stuff that can only be found here, mm-hmm. or at least in the 
you know, uh, North America, South America, as yeah. far as rattlesnakes. Dude, I'm going to start printing. I already told you, I'm going to start printing out pictures of the animals that we found on our herping trips. Right. And I'm not going to exclude the timber. That thing was gorgeous. <laughs> like it yeah. was, you kind of forget that. And then you can get jazzed about it. And I'm like, oh, that thing's so beautiful. I'm like, God, if only I had the balls to keep venomous. <laughs> like it was. <laughs> yeah. Rattlesnake's pretty cool. Oh, dude. my God. It's something about them. Pretty cool. Sorry, so, I Nipper. Mean, so. I mean, it's the iconic. I mean, besides a cobra, everybody knows what a rattlesnake is. Yes. You know? Yes. See one basking. On a on a rock, a wild one. It's, it's where it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, soaking up the sun as dark as can be. Yeah, Might be pregnant. You know, and and you know, a lot of people will say that um, you know that they're aggressive or whatever. And uh, she did not. She didn't even want to stick around. She just she's nope. got, when she had enough of us. She just went back into a crack. <laughs> <laughs> it was we 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 got close enough for her to realize that we were there, and then she was like, "Nope," and just. Turned around. What are these curious monkeys? Walking? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you know, it was just Think about that when you're going into rattlesnake territory is, um, you know, we're walking <laughs> out. <laughs> what you going to say? Go ahead. And I fell. <laughs> so, you know, as I'm falling, I'm not thinking of, oh, my God, I'm going to hit my head on a rock and kill myself or I'm going to break my neck or who knows what's going to happen. All I'm thinking about is, oh, God, I hope there's not a rattlesnake. <laughs> the the timber. It's, it's, it's funny because when KJ and I were herping in Florida, we're right. going through the bush looking for that alligator that was on the road that ran into it. And KJ's like, I really hope there's not like an eastern diamondback sitting back here. And I'm like, right. oh, yeah, that is something we should be concerned about. So, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, but, um, so that's number one. I think that um, if, 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 if you're here, if you're listening to this and you're in the U.S. or it doesn't even matter where you're from, you know, appreciate your native herbs. Yes. Um, and you kind of can, uh, what I've learned, what I, you know, even though I'm not necessarily think that I'm going to be keeping, you know, all these different native herbs, but it, it sort of makes you have a better understanding. So for instance, like, you know, I don't know why these things take a little while to click in my brain, but like when you're talking about temperature and humidity and cycles and how it affects things and how the, you know, you guys make fun of me about the moon, but whatever, you know, all these different things affect animals and their behaviors, right? So <laughs> it's a picture of the dude in the ropes in front of the moon, like, ah, like that's every time you start talking about the moon, that's all I do is picture you going, let me check the moon cycle. And you just go outside. Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, those things all affect the herbs and like, you can see it in real time yes. happen in your house. So, so, I mean, wherever you live, um, and you can sort of apply that knowledge. Um, if you go somewhere around the world and I mean, obviously it's going to change from, in, from place to place, but, um, at least you'll have that basic knowledge and understanding of annual animal behavior. You know, if you keep a notebook or whatever of, of your herping trips and you can sort of look back and say, oh, okay, so maybe you might have uh, better success, you know, at a later time when you go back mm -hmm. to that spot 
because, oh, it was, it rained two days before, and every time it rains two days before, you know, we have, you know, there's, there's herps everywhere. Or if it gets above this certain temp, you're not going to see anything. If it gets below this temp, you're going to see everything, you know, whatever the case would be. So, right. Um, so that's one thing I learned. The second thing I learned is I just love Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. There's just something about that place for me that even even as much as I loved Herpin in the U.S., and mm-hmm. as much as I've loved all that. Nothing to me could beat Australia. I That's will say that Herping in Pennsylvania is a lot more grinding and flipping, and it's just like you Dude. know, moving sticks and stuff. When, when Australia was like, there it is, <laughs> just like walking. And it's not um, even a matter of that 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 the animals are out more or whatever. Mm. I don't. You know, it's not like I. You know, I know that we've said this before on the show, but this whole idea that you, you know you show up to Australia and you get off the plane and there's just you know herps Dude, running. Were, like even oh. then, when we got off the plane in Australia, I'm like, what are all these birds? And you're like, oh, they look like lorries. I'm like, the shit you feed the nectar in the zoo? Like, it's like he's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, huh? Well, why yeah. are they here? They're native to here. Well, shit. Like it's just one of those things yeah. where it, it, it's a different kind of a thing, but. It, yeah, our native bird, we could care two shits. Don't give a shit about. It. I don't give a damn. What's that? A pigeon? <laughs> Fuck it. Like it's um, but but it's just one of those things where it 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 just. I guess that if we had found a place where we could have night cruised a little bit, because I know there are certain places where you can, but it's kind of hard to find. Oh, you mean in Australia or no? no in PA, it's like you know around here. If we had found a spot where we could have like done some night cruising or something like that, I mean, but. That's hard. Um, a lot of places don't have don't allow vehicles to drive on the roads and yada yada yada. Australia, it seems like we would just be driving down all road and it's like, oh shit, Python. So, yeah, I think it just comes down to we're just. So, I bet you you're not really road cruising in in the middle of Sydney. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we'd have to get out pretty far when we were where we were there. But like you drive, I, I don't out. know. It, it, you sit there and you're like, we weren't road cruising in the middle of Darwin. And I will remind you that that Darwin <laughs> carpet was on a tree hanging over the street <laughs> in the middle of Darwin. <laughs> I, I got nothing on that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. There's again, I, I just I no, love it. Love it, but yeah. I was more tired. In here, <laughs> and everybody complains about the flight and all this stuff. I don't know if it's adrenaline or whatever, but I was I was pumped up about this trip too. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I'm it's so excited about it, but I don't know. And you're climbing up a a, a mountain that's. Almost on a goddamn ninety degree. Angle. Say, can we all just accept that Tim is a mountain goat of some kind? Because he's like, "What are you guys doing?" We're like, "We're walking." And he's like, "This way." We're like, "Fuck!" Like, yeah. So uh, Keith shared a little tip with me. I'm going to put this little tip. Out. <laughs> the older herpers, the old dude herper trick. Yeah, that might be herping with younger dudes that are in better shape than the older dudes. And, uh, yeah. Well, first of all, when I got home, I was like, "Oh, Tori, you got to get the icy hot out because <laughs> I'm just going to lay here. Just help me, lather me up." <laughs> but um, yeah. So we're all down. We're like me, Keith, and his son and son-in-law. Um, yep. We're down at this one spot, and he's like, he's like, "Hey, man, look at these guys running up this hill." You know, if uh, if you want to just like act like uh, you know 
like if you want to take a break or whatever, just like turn your flashlight on and just, like, <laughs> just shine it in the crack, in the little cracks and stuff and say, hold on guys, I'm checking this. Check it right here. I think I saw something move. <laughs> just give me a couple minutes. Huh? <laughs> when you told me that I flashed back to Australia and how many times Keith was like, Hmm, like, I'm like, did that happen a lot? Like, I don't remember. I thought he was pretty good. It's yeah, man. <laughs> You know, and this is why I wish I would have done a lot more herb. Not that I, I mean, I'm still, you know, I, I, I'm. You're not going to die tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not going to die tomorrow. And <laughs> I, I'm able to do these trips and stuff. But like, you know, I would imagine that there's some places that get really, really physical and yeah. require, yeah. you know, you to sort of work out a bit before you go on these trips. But like, I would say that, you know, if you're young, Now's the time to do it, man. I mean, I know with Corona and all this stuff, it sort of limits the stuff. Well, but, but no, but here's the thing. If you're Corona limits it. So like do what we did. We all had masks in our back pocket. If we had to go someplace where there were people sure. and there's nothing to stop you from going around and just looking around where you're at. So maybe you can't take a huge trip, but you can certainly get into a car, have your friends meet you someplace and you all go out herping. It's sure. now's the time to do it because yeah. What else you got going on? <laughs> like, yeah. What else are you gonna? What do? else? What else is happening? Right. So now would be the time to do it. Um, and just enjoy it. Yeah. So you know, we we, like... we we found a freaking what was it a newt? <laughs> a salamander. I flipped over oh, that yeah. one thing. We found a salamander, and I'm like, look at this fucking thing. Like it's, you know, that place in the Pine Barrens where we went to that spot. That was cool. Yeah. yeah, that was cool, but that was kind of eerie, man. Like we it, were we, we were going to be murdered. Like it, it was, was like, yeah. If you're going to kill somebody, that's, that's where you do it. Yeah, and then you leave the body there. Yeah, we're just walking down this train track, and it's like, um, it's, it's it's sort of the feeling that you that maybe maybe as I think about it, maybe this is like the thing with Australia is, mm. is that so remote, or so far away from home, or. You know, there's not a lot of people around, especially mm-hmm. in the Northern Territory. There wasn't, like, hardly anybody. There was except, nothing. Yeah. Except the Germans that joined us on the Well, building. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, other than that. We were all waiting know. for that to happen this time, and I was going to be, I was going to call bullshit. Yeah. These people oh, are clearly right. following yeah, us. Oh, you know, he had to see you. <laughs> yeah, just, no, oh, no, no. We but, follow those rattlesnakes. <laughs> it was, but what's funny is that when we were walking down those train tracks, it was like, they, they like, you saw it slowly getting overtaken by, like, nature. Like, yes. it was, like, train tracks, and then, like, eventually, like, more grown, more grown, more grown, till eventually the point where they just disappeared. And then yeah. that was just so cool. And, um, it kind of yeah. makes you think, like, if we went away, you know, what would happen over, like, Dude, if well, you... they're already showing that with, like, with this whole, like, certain parks and shit are being shut down from Corona. They're like, animals are fucking loving this. Like, it's, <laughs> I think there was like some place with like, Hey, wolves just showed up. They haven't been here for years. Right. It's like, Oh, like it, if you remove us from the equation, any equation, everything gets better for nature. <laughs> everything. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. There was a de- it, it, This was like kind of a weird thing. And, and just, it was a deer. Yeah. So remote. It's like all of a sudden you hear a crack. You look over and there's just this, this deer. It's staring at you. You're staring at it. And you're just like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You're trying to get the ticks. See, that's another thing that. You scared you know, Rob with the ticks. Yeah. Scott didn't tell us about mm-hmm. the ticks in Australia. Um, but there's not like, you know, 
you can get a tick bitten by a tick and then be allergic to eating meat or <laughs> holy <laughs> shit <laughs> you know, no more hamburgers you know yeah. i don't know or to diet maybe whatever. there was a we were walking by a bunch of broken down trees. You're like, you know, there's only one thing that could destroy those trees. And I'm like, I'll kill you and leave you here. Like it was the it just... well. Wait a minute, man. It was kind of weird, right? No, I'm no, walking... no, no, no. <laughs> I have to say what was going through my head there. Go I'm ahead. Walking... <laughs> Bullshit. Like, anyway, but go ahead. Like I'm looking at the like I've never seen like tree breaks like that like close up, right? And I'm just like. Yeah, I guess it's bullshit, but like, who, who broke the tree like that? Like, why are all these trees the broken wind, like this? The like, weather, lightning. I mean, like, there's a lot of shit that could have broken. Like, the tree could have just like fallen. That. Termites could have eaten it. Shut up. <laughs> no. No. There's a difference between termites eating a tree and it falling down or lightning hitting it because we saw all the burnt. There was, that was, there was a bunch. Yeah, we did see that. It was a bunch of burnt trees and shit. And. Um, but we were hoping to find a pine snake on that railroad, and um, yeah, or I would have died if we found an eastern milk or eastern uh, hog nose. I'm yeah. steadily getting more and more obsessed with them, which well, I, need I think to... you and Matt are headed out again. It's yes, right before the season's over. Yes, check out some spots because I have no talking. life. Please <laughs> keep going. We a trip to West Texas. So maybe a trip to West Texas. We say that now, and everybody who listens to us in Texas is like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. It's a secret undercover, uh, you know. Trip. Bill Steagle but, would uh, come up from behind a tree and be like, "Why are you guys doing this without me?" It's like, ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> some cool, cool snakes out in West Texas. Yeah. So we're it, it's preemptive. We're planning, but um, it'll be something cool. Like I said, now's the time. I have no job. It's right. like. <laughs> This is the greatest part of uh, NPR. Yeah, this history. is the only thing of NPR, NPR COVID, and plus going on, and plus YouTube, Florida. Yeah. Which congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I, I got to tell you guys how I stumbled through that horrible mess. <laughs> uh, we'll leave that show. <laughs> no, we don't need to relive it, please. <laughs> Just. But she said yes. Go. That's all I care about. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. so, That's good stuff. Yeah, and uh, um, she'll be in Daytona this uh, coming weekend for the Daytona show. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So if you see her, she'll probably be wearing a rogue shirt. Um, just let her know that it's okay to buy her fiance an engagement python. Ah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So um, I'll, I need a couple things. So uh, if you are going to be down there and you're a breeder, let me know what you got. Yeah. I'll uh, tell, tell you to kind of just push her, push her a little bit. You're like, you're like I don't know. We tell, he says he wants this. Like, yeah. yeah. Why should she get all the cool shit? It's like, yeah. yeah, you're buying camels and yaks. I don't want to know. We're not talking about that insanity. <laughs> Uh, alpacas. What else you got going on? No, she's like, she's like, I want a capybara. I'm like, they're illegal. Oh, like, that's it. Capybara. I want a capybara. I'm like, capybaras are illegal in Pennsylvania. No, they're not. I look it up. Son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I don't know. The only mm. thing that's illegal in Pennsylvania is corn snakes. Yeah, dang, just like, <laughs> you have a sugar glider. What? It's like, yeah. A capybara is legal, <laughs> but a hedgehog is not. No, it's not. No, what, where's it making line. these rules? Draw Can the they just line. hire me? I'll make the rules and I'll just make them better. <laughs> oh, but uh, but everything yeah, so, she wants is illegal immediately. But it's um, 
but anyway it's it was a fun trip it was something to do so obviously i definitely want to get out and do more of that you know it's weird going with you two drug addicts because it's like i think if you and rob don't go herping every couple months you you will dude i go nuts man so it's so bad right now and i will tell you that after we did this trip i had a bunch of plywood in my shed and i actually put it (laughs) yep there are four of them um, they're out at the bottom of my hill, right, right. where the woods start um, and where you would have to go to get to my other neighbors. So they're on my property, but they're just right right into the little cusp of where the woods would start, kind of like what you got going on with yours. Right. And I put four of them. And I know that my neighbors around here are wondering why the hell I just threw more boards out there because I'll flip them over and they're all looking at me like, what is he doing? And I'm like, no, I'm not saying. Like, it's um, – underneath that thing yeah well it's got a. they have to like there's still vegetation and stuff underneath them so it's almost like i gotta set them and then next year is when i'll start getting good shit under there so yeah unfortunately they struck it again i i, I guess I, you know i i i'm telling you know i talked to rob like at least once a week and yeah. like really on the phone i'm like yeah here's another dk or garter you know whatever just going around but i i just don't know what like, there was nothing but they're here Dude. Two days Dude, after I left, there was another. They were right there. They were there. So. Dude, it was the. It was. I, I mean, again, you're not going to get them all. Like I, I, I was messaging KJ because he found another Eastern Diamondback. I'm like, what the hell, dude? And he goes, well, apparently when we're herping, they, you know, there could have been a skunk ape in the area, so they wouldn't come out for that. <laughs> I'm like, I jackass. <laughs> like it's just, but it's just like you can do everything right, and it just might not be there, and. Yeah. When we were herping, dude, it was everything we flipped over was soaking wet underneath. And which also goes with the whole when your vet tells you to mist every day, they're stupid. Like yeah. that, get a new vet. Um, because they don't want to be soaking wet. And they would have found someplace dry to hold up and wait till everything to dry off. Um, I've been seeing a few people who went on herping this past week and they've been finding a bunch of stuff just out and about. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the more you do it, the better you get at it. But um, I'm going to segue into our, you know, our book thing. And Yes, um, let's do that. I'm going to start with this book that I picked up. It's called The Field Herping Guide, Finding Reptiles and Amphibians in the Wild, or Finding Amphibians and Reptiles in the Wild. And it's nice. by Mike Ingleton and Josh Holbrook. Um, okay. Great book. If you're interested in the ins and outs of field herping, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's really, um, so the, the closest thing that I, that I would say that has been out with to this that I've seen so far was uh Wilbur snake hunting guide mm-hmm. one and two, which were good, but this goes a little more in depth. Okay. Um, about you know how you get started, understanding the behavior, where do you find them, catching and handling herbs, safety in the field, the ethics and etiquette, uh, etiquette. Um, wow. Okay, moving on. <laughs> rights and responsibilities. Um, you know, citizen science and data collection. Like sometimes uh, you can get involved if you go on like iNaturalist or whatever. You can right uh, because let's put it this way: if I'm if I'm doing a timber rattlesnake study. And you found one, and you have all the data of what it was like where you found one. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> like it's <laughs> right. You know, photography. You know, another mm-hmm. thing that sort of 
goes hand in hand with uh, herping is photography. So you're sort of like hunting. Yep. Um, but you're, you're not shooting it. it. <laughs> it's like it, <laughs> at the end of it, you're not killing it. It's, it was, you know, and I, I mean, you and Rob are the ones who bust out like the really big cameras that can like, I don't know, see the cells that make up the snake scale. If you zoom in close enough, but, um, it, it's just like, I'm just there to kind of check it out, but I wait for you guys to like put up the really good pictures. Um, but like yeah. I said, like I, I almost want to, I want to start getting them like framed, like and print them out and put them all in my office. Cause yeah. I would love to see the stuff that like, yeah, I remember we were climbing all over rocks in 60 degrees and we found that one. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, you know, another thing that they talk about in this book is the show, the social aspects of field herping, you know, mm-hmm. Um, usually you're doing it with a couple of people, you know, obviously you want to go with people that you like and, you know, we want to hang out with. Yeah. If you're going to go herping, don't go with people you hate. <laughs> I mean, it's, you're just going to end up wanting to beat them and leave them in the woods. Like it's, um, I think it's, uh, you know, like for the longest time, I don't know about you, but for me, it's always been, you know, I've been a keeper for a while that yep. I moved into breeding yep. and I never sort of like, it was like, I never got interested in really in, in field herping per se. Mm-hmm. It been in the U S like when I was a kid, I would do it. And like every once in a while I would do it. And Australia was sort of the one that I wanted to do. Um, but you know, now it's like, I can see why people move away. I'm not saying that I'm moving away from keeping, but I can see why people move away from keeping and do the field herping. Um, and, you know, I'm sort of in this, this world where I like to do it all, you know, yeah. I like it's, it sort of brings it full circle, especially when it's something that you work with and then you're seeing in the wild, you're getting all this data that you're getting in that, a, that even a book can't teach you. You know what I mean? Like, how hot is hot? What does that feel like? What, <laughs> like we, we talk about all these numbers and temperatures and humidity readings and all this different stuff. But what like, temperature is hot? <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> but like you get a, is it a dry heat? Is it, well, but is then it, there's also the thing of like, okay, so you read the book and it says they're, they're, the temperature range in their natural environment is like 90 something and to this something. It's like, okay, but. Where'd we find the animal? Well, we found it in a crack that was 70 degrees. I'm like, so does it like the 90 degrees? No. It's <laughs> right. like, like and that's something that it, it, there's a disconnect there. Cause like I would say I started it with keeping and then I did some field herping in college uh-huh. and I enjoyed the hell out of it. But then after college, you know, I, I, I didn't really have too many reptile friends that lived near me. Right. So we couldn't really go out and do stuff. Plus I was working and all that stuff. So I kind of got away from it. Right. And I wish I hadn't because that was so much fun. Cause for the one class I took in college, we were required to do herping. Right. It was something that they told you to do. It was a project. Wow. So me, my friend, Brian, uh, our, our, our other friend, Chris, uh, we would literally go out in the middle of the night. Like we would meet up after dinner and we would just start going. And then I think there was one time where we didn't get back until it was dawn because oh, we were shit. out there. Like it was, but you it's know, we, Harper, man. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> damn dude. I'm like, God, where was that energy? I mean, but like, we didn't find any snakes. <laughs> like it was like no snakes. But we even, found, we found salamanders like crazy. Um, and then we found, I think the one time, uh, you know, those little tiny frogs, the spring peepers. 
with yeah. the X. Like we were tracking a spring peeper. Like Brian was calling to it and it was calling back to him for like at least two hours. And we just wow. kept trying to find it and eventually found this tiny ass little frog in the <laughs> middle of knee deep swamp water. And right. it was like, we were all high-fiving and shit, and it was great. And it's like you – I miss that. And I, I hate that I don't have any of the pictures that we took because we had to take pictures for the project because we had to do right where we found it, GPS location, da 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 right. And, you know, and, and the other thing is that our professor wanted us to collect some of them for – he had a, a, a collection of preserved herps and stuff like that for the lab stuff and this and the other thing. And it was just like – it, it I I it was a I wish I had not got away from it. I kind of got tried to get back into it a couple of years ago when I went looking for copperheads. Um, I remember that and timbers, and I, I was I didn't I had no fucking idea what I was doing. Like you know, right. it was just. Um, and I think the best thing we got there was a ring neck, and I'm like, eh, whatever. But so cool. Yeah, I mean, but just like finding snakes and shit in my yard and crap like that was fun. But getting out to Australia and kind of getting plugged back into it. That was probably the, the closest I had to what it was like in college. And then going out and herping here where I'm like, this was awesome. And then I can go home where I live, (laughs) go to bed in my own bed. Take a shower, take a shower, (laughs) you know, and it it was just cool. Um, So yeah, man, I mean, I, 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 I'm pissed off because I should have put a pin in that place that we went to up near Hamburg because I'm close, like 20 minutes down the road. Yeah. Like I could have just been, I could just keep checking that. that. You should do that. Cause I'll, um, you know, it, okay, it's okay. like my cousin's starting to get plugged into it and I want to plug him into the, to the right parts of herping rather than oh, like cool. stupidity. So right. we got him, we, we got him off ball pythons and now he's in bull snakes. So now we have to get him into herping. So oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, to me, if you're uh, interested in herping, this is the book you wanna you wanna get. Um, Mike yeah. Pinkleton does a podcast called um, um, "So Much Pingle," um, and uh, <laughs> he's a pretty cool guy. I'm gonna try to get him on the show and uh, <laughs> chat with him. It's a cool, but, it's um, a cool podcast. <laughs> yeah, he, he he seems like a cool guy. Um, yeah. But the book's really good, so that would be my first recommendation uh, as far as. Uh, or I would say one of my favorite books, and this is this is like as of recent. So um, I don't know. You want to go one by one? Go ahead. Yeah. You read one off. Um, hold on, I have to pull up my. Obviously, for me, reproductive husbandry of pythons and boas. The blue bible. The blue bible. The blue bible that I had. Don't know if I can't find it because I, between college and moving home, a box of my books was lost, and that seems to be where all my good herping books were. And it is killing me. Um, so uh, don't show me it, because I'm already, dude. I'm already looking at it in hardcover for 105 dollars. That's the cheapest I've found. It pisses me off. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't remember, but I think somebody gave it to me, and that's, I'm just an idiot. Um, obviously, when I got it, I read cover to cover of that thing. Um, oh, I read that twice, three yeah, times. Dude, it was it. I had like index cards and notes in there. Like mm-hmm. it was like me losing that book really sucks. Like it's, yeah. and then don't worry, every book that I will mention, with the exception of one, was in this box that I cannot fucking find anymore. Oh, so 
Well, now we know what to get Owen for Christmas. Yeah, just books, please. <laughs> I'll put them all in the wedding registry. Just that do was it. a that was a yeah right yeah. <laughs> She's gonna be like, why? 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 No, books? she'll know. No, first, she'll know. This is not. This is nothing new she to might her. Like the books. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it was so, called the Blue Bible by yeah. Ra- Ross and Marcek. Marsek. Marzek. That's it. Ross and Marzek. Yep. Um, it's got the walnut yeah. hatching on the cover. It it definitely went into the care of. Say maybe some of the fringe species, which is kind of why it drew it to me, uh, drew me to it or something like that. Because you got to remember, I got into carpets because it was nobody was working with them. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody I knew was doing ball pythons, and I'm like, I want these ugly brown mean ones. Like it's <laughs> wow. yes, it all. <laughs> just these big long mean ones. Like that'll be it. Yeah, baby. So. Um, it definitely kind of spoke to that. And the problem is that it laid just so many things in the back of my head because uh-huh. it's like, I want, oh, shit, I'll get Wilma's. Oh, man, you know what? I really want some white lips. And now I'm sitting here and I'm like, Argentine boas. Like, it's, it, yeah. it definitely burrows deep in there. And it was full of a lot of different, a lot of good stuff to start your herping career on, yeah. your keeping career. Do this the best you can. Like the book suggests you do this. If you do that the best you can, you will have success. So yeah. Okay. So the blue Bible. All right. We we we're we're on the same page with that one. Probably the next book. This is probably maybe maybe besides the complete carpet, but Pythons of the World, mm. Volume One, Australia by Dave and Tracy Barker. Another one that's like a ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> it's like I remember I bought that book for one hundred seventy-five dollars, and I remember, um, I guess the was I I guess the girl I was dating at the time was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's one hundred seventy-five bucks. It's Damn. I got it on eBay, on a on an auction thing, you know, like bidding for it, and uh, that was cheap." Because I don't know if they're, it's out of print, you know, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, what more can you say? It's its the pythons of Australia. I mean, the amount of information and data that was in that book was amazing, um, you know, and uh, it was the first book that I really was exposed to information on carpet pythons. So that's a, that's a favorite of mine. <clears throat> and then that um, exanic looking bread lie that's in there. Yeah. Or, um, you know some of the 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 wild pictures of pythons, the rough scale. I mean, think about that when that, that book. That came was out, my first. <laughs> that was my first photo of a rough scale. Yeah. So we we didn't even know what they looked like. Yeah. Like, and then here they are in a book, and you know now you have them in your room. I I um, do. It's I, kind of crazy. And, and I weighed her. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Don't oh. know why I did that. I know. Actually, I do know why. Ryan and I were having a conversation, but oh, okay. um. I was just like, he's like, how much you weigh? I'm like, don't know. <laughs> like, should probably figure that out. And right. now I know. So, okay. So that's uh, that's another one of mine. Definitely worth uh, the investment, in my opinion. Yep, I would say so. I'm going to go off a little bit into a different one. Um, and I'm going to say uh, Serpent in the Clouds. Okay, Ari's book. Ari's yeah. book. Not just because, I mean, obviously, if Bolens is your thing, but mm-hmm. it, the man is so passionate about the species that he yeah, he man. does all this stuff, and just to have it 
kind of conveyed into text. I mean, if you don't have the book, I know there are reptile people who are collectors and just get books. It, you know, it, this would be one you should add because the stories in it are awesome. His observations are fantastic. The pictures are beautiful. Um, we're mentioned <laughs> in the very back. Um, but which is cool. Which is awesome. But it's, again, it's just to have some guy who's that passionate about a species literally go and get enough information to fill not one but two books mm-hmm. on the species. Um, and Keith writes the keeping Keith, section. Yeah, you'd need that. I mean, it's it's just one of those things where maybe this may not be – maybe you can't convey this into – Maybe you don't want to keep Bolin Eye. Like, let, I, I will never keep Bolin Eye. Never. Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> never do it. <laughs> if someone were to drop it, do it, Rob. Because <laughs> so, you know. Uh... Shut up. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it was, um, even if somebody were to drop it off in my house, I would drive it to Keats. <laughs> like, here, I don't right. know what to do with this. Like, it. But if I could learn something from that book to mm-hmm. use with the animals that i keep because you know it, i would not say it's not a horrible bridge too far to say that white lips might act a little bit like bull and i i mean they're all kind of from the same general kind of area so why not so yeah yeah who knows that's yeah. cool that's and a actually, good book I, I actually finally I i ordered a copy and i finally got it so i'm like several months behind everybody but um yeah, I think you're like a year behind everything. Shut up. I haven't been to Tinley Park in a while. It's just like it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't really need the book. And then I started getting all downtrodden because I didn't have the books that I had before. Right. And now I'm like, I should start building it back up. And I'm like, all right, we'll start it again. I'll yeah. get the breeding hug. Jesus Christ. No, yeah, all right, well, no, right. no, we'll get Ari's book first. Right. It's like, <laughs> so, um, I have the complete carpet python and serpents in the clouds. Like and that's my library right now. So, oh wow, that's it, but dude. I don't have the. I got to rebuild. Okay, All I don't right. even know. Like, dude, I'm hoping to God. I, yeah. Okay. I thought it was in storage at Mom's, but they could oh, we couldn't awesome. find it. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hell if I know. Well, I can be like a library if you want. You can come borrow a book or whatever. I've, I've, I'd be afraid that like I'd return it. And you'd be like you bent the corner. You would probably like this, this page. Yeah. I'm going to pull this book out real quick. Yeah. Rat snakes. Yes. I have one downstairs that's for corn snakes and rat snakes. I don't know the name of it. It's a cheapo kind of. It's more based on morph and breeding. Yeah, this is one of those. Um, it's a rat snakes, a hobbyist guide to. Rat snakes in their kin. Yeah, I have a, it's a blue book downstairs and it just like says corn snakes. And it's got like that, uh, it's got the picture of all the, like that somebody lined up all the different morphs of them together and took the picture. I just noticed I have the original Southeast Carpet Fest shirt. Sure. The original. The original. The, 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 the non. 2015 one. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, that's not that's not one of my favorite. Obviously, another favorite of mine is the complete carpet. I was about to go with that with that one, yeah. I mean, what can you say? Nick, Justin, and Ben, they're working on a second edition. I can't wait. Um, I can't wait either. 
um, the amount of information. I bought that, that book three fucking times because I bought it the one time, and then the uh, acrylic cleaner to my in my bin exploded, and that's when I used to keep the book with me to show people like different colors of the morph. So it ruined the book. Oh, so then I bought it again, right? And then I loaned it to my cousin. And he's like, oh, I'm reading it slowly. And then I'm like, well, God damn it. I just bought it again. <laughs> it's like I, I bought that book three times now. I have two copies of it. One that's signed and one that's not. So. Yeah, I have the, the, the corn snake book I have downstairs is the Kathy and Bill Love corn snake manual. Oh, yeah, I got that too. Yeah, that's what, yeah I know what you mean. It's pretty good, but, I mean, it doesn't really yeah, go into is, any other rat snakes. This is more of a... I have to get the complete corn snake, don't I? I know it's just corn snakes and comprehensive blind. Okay, so I'm going to butcher these. It's, you can do um, it. It's Collis, Ganyasoma. Mm-hmm. Um, Bogertophis. <laughs> Can't even correct right. you. I don't even know what's going that, on. That's not even right. <laughs> but it's like. Um, this book is like, you know, those crazy rat snakes. The uh, All the ones I like, right? I think the taxonomy is all jacked up in this book because this is kind of an older book. But yeah, it's like right up your alley, man. It looks like Bill and Kathy Love it's also wrote a it. complete comprehensive owner's guide to corn snakes. So, yeah, I, I like I said, I read that one and it's corn snakes. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hooray. Like, um, <laughs> I, I, I want to start the I wanted to start buying the complete series like complete carpet python children's python um you have the complete boa constrictor which i'm mad about so i just bought this one too complete oh sabak see you're you're going into the colubra thing and i am absolutely loving it so it's (laughs) i have to get you i have to keep talking up the snakes that i want so that you get them (laughs) so I mean, I, I'm going to start sending you as much, as many books as I can about indigos. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We were talking about that. Over the weekend. God, that'd be beautiful. It's not as hard as uh, we No, it's not as hard as we thought. So, mm. Mm. dude, I yeah. saw somebody's hatched out a bunch of baby indigos. They're so pretty as babies. Yeah, they're cool snakes. They've, They've always been a dream snake of mine. I, there's just uh-huh. something. If, if you're a herper and you live in the Northeast, something about an indigo is just yeah. like... It's a black snake, man. It's, it's like a, a giant, black cobra. Yeah. Come on. It's dude, that's what the Kribos are. They're hoodless venomous cobras. Like that's what right. it is. <laughs> <laughs> now exactly. you're gonna give me that like in a dark black iridescent. Like, yes, please. Where do I sign? Right. Um, a lot of my books are based upon Australia because yep. these are my favorites. So um one that um Scott Iper turned me on to was um the Biology and Evolution of Australian Snakes by Alan Greer. Okay. Um, that's a great book. That's, uh, that's a really, really good book if you're into Australian snakes. Um, so there's a, there's, there's a lot of stuff in that book. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's more of a, um, I guess it's more of a, a scientific type of thing rather than a keeping type of thing. Yeah. But I find that a lot of those type of books will often give you a lot of uh, data, especially if you're looking to do like more of a naturalistic type of setup, um, if you will. 
this kind of stuff, you know, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. It is, yeah there's a lot of this kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's um, and you can find, uh, like you said, like different books, especially if it's about like naturalistic kind of stuff, um, can help you with your keeping career. So why not? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to find the one. There was a Colubrid book that I had that I absolutely love. And I don't think I can find it, but I mean, obviously we can get into like the snake encyclopedia. We can get into, um, yeah, I can't find it. Uh, I had one for, I had a field guide in college. I think it was the national, uh, Audubon society field guide for, uh, and that was, this was for Northeast um, reptiles and amphibians for like herping. I think you, God damn it. Everything I talk about, you have. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> Is it snakes of North America, Eastern and Central regions? That one? No, it was green. You don't have that one. Oh, it's, it's this one. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I like that one because it kind of has a bunch of different stuff in there uh, when it comes to even just finding them. But yes. it does have some a little bit, a little bit of natural history stuff in there, too. Yeah, that's a cool book, man. It's got a lot of cool stuff in there for sure. Um have any of those here? No. These are none of these are good. Yeah. So um and now let's see. What else do I have on my list? Um the biology of pythons and boas. Yes. Um it's really just a uh, a bunch of uh papers that are put together. I think they had some kind of uh boa python symposium. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it was edited by, I think it's Robert Henderson and Robert Powell. That's a good book. Um, covers pythons and boas, all different things, all different topics. Um, it's really good. It's a little scientific ish, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but definitely a cool book. Uh, I enjoyed that one. Cause it would be, uh, pythons and boas of the world. Wouldn't that be one of two? Pythons and Bows of the World by Mark O'Shea. Yeah. That'd be one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I just got the Venomous one, too, the other day. Mm. Um, Venomous, uh, uh, what is it? Venomous Snakes of the World by Mark yeah. O'Shea. And to... then Mark O'Shea has that Book of Snakes, which is a fabulous book as well. That's, yeah. Uh, that's a good one. God damn it. Um, See, like I, I, like, I need to get I need to get all these things back because I had that one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking through a list of the, the snake books and trying to remember which ones I had and which ones I really liked. And right. there's one that popped up. It's a children's book. It's called um, Beardy. It's about a little green tree python. Yeah. I got that from my nephew. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. It's like, yeah. <laughs> that's um, a good one too. <laughs> I also enjoy, um, there's another carpet python book. Um, mm-hmm. Carpet Pythons by Mark Mentz. Um, yep. I think a few years ago. So originally that book was written in German. 
Mm -hmm. And um, now it's uh, it's been translated to English, and I, I think it was maybe 2017 he released it. I don't know if you can still get it anymore, but uh, that was that's a pretty cool book if you're into carpets. Yeah, I, I think I also had this one. It was a uh, Boas and Pythons Breeding and Care. Eric, yep, uh, that one too. yep, that it's got the green tree python on the cover. Yeah. That's another good one. There, there's yep. a lot of different things you can do. Like the whole point of these books is to learn general facts and um, anything that might help you out with your uh, keeping and breeding. I mean, that's the whole point. Yep. Python and Bo is the world by Mark O'Shea. Got to be one. buying that later. Yep. That, yep. That, that's it right there. And there's another one too by uh, Peter Stafford. And that just says pythons and bows. Yeah, that one too. It's probably to your left. Yeah, I got two of them. If that's actually uh, shit, I don't know. What you that to is. use two of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know where that book is, but you know where I bought that at Martin's yeah. Aquarium. Ah, shit. Ah, here it is. So. This is the one that I bought from Martin's Aquarium. As you can see. <laughs> it's got a, what pages. is it, an Indian? The pa- Yeah, it's a berm, but the berm. pages have all Oh, they're all out. falling out. <laughs> so then I picked up a new copy. There you go. It's a, the, the little cap, the green tree on it. And then a blood python on the back. I remember when I first saw that, I was like, man. What is that snake? <laughs> you know, yeah, there's apparently there's a book. Uh, was Designer Morphs, Volume One? Yep, I have that by one John too. Barry. What? It, mm-hmm. it, it's got a hog nose on the front. No, it's got ball pythons on it. Uh, my my copy has. So it's Designer Morphs, uh, ball python and boa constrictor. There might be several volumes of this. It's by uh, John Barry. That one? Yes. That's a complete guide to medium-sized pythons and boa morphs. Yeah. The other one that it's a hundred and the other one that's $180 is one for ball pythons and boa constrictor. I don't know if I have that one. No, no, we'll need that one. Or not. I mean, it's ball python and boa constrictor. You don't work with either of those. So I don't think you really necessarily need to purchase it. Of course, I'm saying that knowing full no. well you will. So. <laughs> um, but I must complete the I must, must complete, complete the set. I must have it. Yeah. You know, one that I found herping uh, was quite, um, came in quite handy, mm. was uh, Snakes of Australia by Scott and Ty Eper. I would say all Scott's books, I had to get on those, too, because I haven't purchased any of those. But from what you and Rob keep telling me, they're freaking awesome. Yeah, it's a good. um, It's yeah, he has. He's he's done one on frogs. I think he's working on one with lizards at the moment. He's done the snakes. That's why I just refuse to go herping without you or Rob. You're like my little mini Sherpas. I'm just (laughs) I'm just the I'm 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 the English explorer who's like up the mountain and you guys are the assholes who know what they're doing. And I just try to look heroic as we go. So, yeah. Uh, that's great. Um, <clears throat> okay, so what else do I have on my list? Pythons of Australia by Brian Kend. That's um, 
That's the one with, uh, you know, it has the uh, blackhead eating the beardy on yes. the cover. <laughs> yes, yeah. I remember that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. So, that my advice with that one would be if you're um, if you're looking to do uh, naturalistic setups, you can get some really good ideas in that in that book. Um, for a mm-hmm. or yeah, I, I I need to start doing some naturalistic. A little bit more. I was looking at some of my cages. I'm like, I could stick a plant in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, here's another one. Uh, obviously, I have a theme going on. You Australian do. snakes by Richard Shine. Yep, that's a good one. Yep. Um. Obviously, Richard Shine did a lot of uh, work with Australian pythons. Um, and uh, we had him on the show. Long yeah. time ago. Long time ago. What else you got? Um, I had a bunch of actual, like, just straight-up articles. Okay. Um, and I would say this is one I know, um, was it Will Leary did a breeding and keeping of carpet pythons when he was still in it that I kind of was using as my backbone oh, uh, yeah. when I was first getting into it. And then also um, Anthony Caponetto did one as well. Yeah, that was sort of the uh, the go to care sheet of the day. Uh, yeah, carpets. Yeah. Um, so I'd say those were those were mine there, um, and then there's the. I was just looking at this one the other day. I didn't end up getting it, but I'm interested. And I didn't know if you'd have it. It's the Care of Australian Reptiles in Captivity by John Weigel. Weigel. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. You son of a bitch. <laughs> You have everything. (laughs) It feels like I have the books like I have carpet pythons. You do. This is ridiculous. (laughs) You have a problem. This was one um, I just picked up recently. It's the Biology of Rattlesnakes, Volume 2. Yes, that's awesome. That's a good one. I didn't think I needed that, but it's like that's still awesome. This is another good one. It's called American Snakes. Um. By what's his name, Sean Graham, and the forwards by Richard Shine, but that's a cool book. And uh, what is it? There's the uh, the guide to Australian pythons in captivity. Uh, yeah. With a chapter written by Doctor Justin Julander. We're contractually obligated to say doctor in front of Justin Drew Linder's name. That's by Adam Elliott. Yeah. God damn it, dude. (laughs) Ridiculous. (laughs) I don't know, man. No, no, no. This just further proves. No, this just further proves that I just stumble through life and my breeding going like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And you're like, According to page number 12 of <laughs> yeah. this book, page, 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 the animal should do this. And I'm like, ah, fuck if I know. Like, yeah, it's. Right. Yeah. Um, Once again, proving one of us is, you know, methodical and thought out. And the other one just throws jello at the wall and is surprised when he has success. And both so, ways work. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, this is true. So this one um, is a great book. And my, I, I just, I, this is a brand new one that I bought. I got it shipped from Australia. Mm-hmm. 
keeping and breeding Australian pythons. Yeah. By, it's edited by Mike uh, Swan. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's this one. I'm sure you've seen this one before. Yes. Yeah, of course Rocky I have. Front. Of course I have. That's a great one. Um, it's just a lot so of beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that in that one. So that's a favorite of mine. Um, another one that's not, it's really just basically snake focused is uh, How Snakes Work by Harvey Lillywhite. That's, right. a, that's a really good one. That's a good one. So I came across Harvey Lillywhite at ICAS, um, and he did a presentation on arboreal snakes and how they're designed so that, you know, they're eaten, you know, in a tree. And like, yep. it, it's sort of like, uh, I don't know the scientific lingo to say it, but you know how like a giraffe, um, how they're designed so that when they bend over, they're not going to, the blood stink. doesn't brush to their head and they right. don't die. Yeah, exactly. And that's sort of what his talk was on, but with arboreal uh, snakes. Cool. So it was cool. That's I, I had this one that was the, um, uh, I think I had this one. I'm not sure, but it was the uh, photographic guide to snakes and other reptiles, Australian, by uh, Jerry Swan. Uh, it's got a jungle on the cover. Oh, on the tree? Yeah, I got that. It's it, it that that one. <laughs> it's got a. It's a jungle like coming out of a log or something like that. Oh yeah, that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you do. So I, I again, this is kind of like the books started, and then you start doing more research and you kind of find some more stuff. But there's a ton of different things out there. But you know, it, it's like yeah, I kind of got a little bit of a working knowledge from the articles that I read when it came to uh, Anthony Capanetto, Will Leary, and stuff of like that. But then. Going through the complete carpet, I think, ah, you know what? It's a good one, too. The Stolen World. Yeah, Stolen World. Um, That's just fun. <laughs> so one of my favorites, which I, you know, when we're talking about those kind of books, is, uh, is The Snake Charmer. Yes. By Jamie James. Um, and the funny thing about this is I was listening to From the Ground Up. Mm-hmm. Or no, it wasn't From the Ground Up. It was on Riley's podcast reptile room um but uh they were talking about um you know the slowinskis or yes rat snakes right yeah and um i never put two and two together that this was this guy (laughs) (laughs) until uh joe was talking about it and i was telling him when i saw him the other day i was like i said joe man for all these years I've read that book and um, I never knew that that was that guy. Because I've heard you guys talk about Slowinski's corn snakes. Yep. Are they corn snakes or rat snakes? I guess. Uh, right? Well, I mean, if you want to get technical, the corn snake is a, you know, they fit right in there with rat snakes. Some places call them rat snakes, but. Right. Um, so I think I it's Slowinski's rat snake. Yeah. So. I guess. I guess. I've heard it both ways, so I don't know yet. Okay. Um, I'm sure Riley or somebody's screaming at us while listening to this right now, and it's fine. Oh. Just message us later. Right. Um, but they're so cool. They're really cool. I, I That's the problem, dude. I dig reptiles that have a cool story behind them. Yeah. Like, if there's something, like, 
what is it? I, I can't wait to get Owen Pellypython. It's going to be like, I know the guy who had to rent the helicopter to go wandering through Auckland to find one of these things. Like it's, yeah. And you know, yeah, it, uh, it, ha- makes- it, it makes it cool. It makes it, you know, another one that we didn't, that sort of, uh, was kind of a cool book when it came out, still a cool book. Um, so there's two in the, in it's kind of in this name, but one is the lizard King. Yep. Um, that's a good one. Talks about, you know, Martin's aquarium and all that kind of stuff. It's in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, the dragon trader is, uh, is a cool book of the history of the hobby. Um, you got to understand, I, I think people who are going to be into this seriously, you need to know the history of the hobby because you need to know on whose shoulders you were standing on. Because eventually, at some point, some stuff was done kind of shadily, and you got to <laughs> understand that. And yeah. you can totally, you know, I, I do not support smuggling of animals outside of Australia or anything like that, but I would love to legally get any animal I would want. Like, it would be great, but right. certain things had to happen for certain animals to be here. And people need to appreciate that. And also, um, you know, keep breeding certain species because if they're gone, we might never get them back. So, yeah, that's true. Um, I guess the last one that I have is just a recommendation. And I would say that if you're into Australian herps and you're looking for some ideas as far as uh, setting up a naturalistic enclosure or just understanding the, you know, the natural history of Australia's ecosystems, mm-hmm. this one here, it's called Wild, Wild Habitats. Habitats. Okay. And it's by Alan Fox and Steve Parrish. And basically it just walks through all the different habitats of Australia. Um, and I think for me with this one is like when I've read it the first time, I felt I had the same thing when I read the complete children's Python book again. And you remember from, I think I sent this in the chats, that mm-hmm. remark. but like reading the book and as I'm reading it, I'm le- I'm like, Oh, I know that we were there. <laughs> oh, I know that we were there, you know, it just, it's different when you go back and you read it again and, and you were there and you, it gives you, I don't know. It just, it gives it's you different of it. Yeah. You know? So, you know, it's it just definitely one of those things where it, it really does help. I mean, I'm trying to, I've been trying for the life of me to find a good, uh, Kribo and Indigo book right now. Cause I want to see what, what's out there. Um, you know, I, I've read. I haven't the, seen anything. No, I can't either. Um, I read the care sheets on black pearl reptiles. I would say that black pearl is the best connection you have for yeah. Kribo, indigo, anything like that. They're great, great site, and they have fucking beautiful animals. Like it's just, oh yeah, it's so unfair. <laughs> it's like you just want them all. That's all they work with is dry <laughs> it's just So yeah. beautiful, but um, I, I was kind of hoping to get something. That would go with that. Anything, only thing I keep finding are research papers on them and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's weird <sighs> that they don't have. I did find a book on um, the natural history of pine snakes. That's cool. Which was it was kind of pricey, but I I almost pulled the trigger. I was like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on that. But um, it looked like it was a really cool book, and it got a lot of good reviews. I can't remember who wrote it, but um, I just, I. I 
that you now I'm on Black Pearl and I'm like, you know, I, I should. <laughs> When when we move and I get I my when I move and I get my space, I'm just gonna get it just I'm it, it's gonna be a gotta catch them all kind of thing where it's just gonna need all the Dimercon <laughs> like it's gonna need them all. <laughs> it's gonna this be is, this is the Dimercon room. Yeah. Oh God. O M Con? <laughs> Something it's Rogue Dimercon. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Go. I quit. It's oh, dude. Rob's going to end up winning freaking scrub category again if he keeps posting up pictures of that freaking oxable. Jesus Christ. Uh, speaking of scrubs, just on yes. a tangent, I got to throw a shout out to uh, to our good friend Dave. Um, David Me? Yeah. He produced the first known um, documented captive produced Manaquari scrubs. Yeah. Uh, they were hatching out the other day. Did you see the baby that was in the picture? Yeah. Freaking like patternless from like the head down. Like, what's going on with that thing? Yeah, get out of the egg. I want to see the rest of you. Like, you know, it's. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what you usually say to me. You show me after chat. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Because typically they do come out patternless. I know, I I know, I know. But until they get a couple sheds. But yeah, man, I'm with you, man. Do something about Barnex. I mean, I I I do enjoy Barnex. I love Barnex. I don't want to keep Barnex. Come on. A big, on. beautiful barnack. You can't on. beat that. That one that Mike Cross has? Holy yeah. shit, man. It's got to be one of the nicest barnacks. The one that Rob had. The one that, the one that Rob of a nerd had. The one that was in the, um, oh, in the calendar. calendar. Yeah. yeah. Dude, a, a good-looking barnack is gorgeous. They're hard to beat, man. And I don't even, even want to get into like the locality shit. Just give me a Jayapira barnack. Yeah. Remember those ones that you and Chris had that were like gold? Those are Jayas. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, they if, only, if only, if only, fucking <laughs> breed them. Like it's if only we had the knowledge, and yeah. we're just idiots going no oh. <laughs> together. Just like throw it at the wall. Let's see what sticks. Yeah, it, it, it you, yeah. I can't go through my head and all the animals that I've had been like, God damn it! If only that one had worked. I'll never forget the first time I went to quote unquote site B, site B. and yeah. uh, <laughs> um. The first thing that kind of took me back was those uh, adult marukis that you had. Yeah. Um, like, holy shit. And that was like the, the first time I saw a full-grown scrub python in the flesh. And I was the like. The wrongs, too. They were big and they, they were black almost. Yeah. They were and dark. Like, and then he pulls out these gold barnecks. And I'm like, what the? Think those of were, the color of a malukin. Yeah. But a barneck. But a barneck. Dude, and, and, like. like they dulled out a little bit when they got bigger, but not much. I mean, it was, nah, and those were, uh, what was it, Dave's Rain? Yes, Rain. Yeah, those were his kids, and I'm like, okay. Mm, Which comes from VPI, right? Rain was from <laughs> VPI? Yeah. Yep. Oh, those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> How we reminisce. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, I'll hit on this Diamond Python Um. I don't know. Do you have any other books you want to throw out? I'm good on the, that right now. Um, what I would suggest that if you have access to kind of old reptiles magazines and vivarium magazines and stuff like that, read the articles. Because, you know, it, even though certain things might be wrong, like I said, I went through um, the Diamond Python. Uh, Stan Chiris. Yes. Yep. Like, you know, obviously we went through, we went through these two. Um 
got the diamond python one right here yeah. and then we got the and there's cover girl and that's where she got her name dare like um so i mean the, the articles are good and the pictures are good yet the taxonomy might be a little outdated and there might be some other stuff that might be wrong that you have to build upon the problem is is that when you're reading articles and magazines and also you know some older books you need to understand that things might have shifted and that you're you're not going to get spoon-fed something this is you have to build off of it you know, yeah. read this and then write your own care sheet. This isn't a care sheet that you can just use. Right. And to be honest, you shouldn't just be taking other people's care sheets and doing it word for word anyway. That's so a good, that's a good way to put that. Like, thank you. Write your own care sheet. You should write your own care sheet. <laughs> right. Right. Always write your, write your own care sheet. Build off of other people's stuff. That's the whole thing. Your Herp the culture experience is not going to be exactly like everybody else's. So read the books, read the articles, talk to the people, review care sheets, and then write your own based right. off your animals and your room right. and what fits you best. Right. And don't go out and argue that you're right and everything's wrong. <laughs> because the worst per- thing you can do is email the breeder and say, well, you're wrong. Oh, Oh, am I? <laughs> so it's funny you bring up that Stan uh, Chiris, um article. Yeah. And when I when we had him on the show, I'd reached out to him and I said, "Hey, man, I would love to chat with you about diamond pythons and mm-hmm. you know what you went through to get to breed them." You know, and I think uh, I think it's a little bit of herp history because that was sort of the article. Because if you remember back then, everybody was afraid to keep them. Yeah, there was diamond the, python the diamond syndrome and. Yeah. You know, all these things, and they're impossible to keep, and on and on and on. Um, but, um, you know, he's like, well, why do you want to talk to me? You know, the article I wrote is kind of like, it's not how you keep them now or whatever. And I'm like. I, but, you know, but it was the, the foundation of how yeah. we keep them now. Like, that's. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is like, and this is a perfect example, is, you know, depending on where you're from. So he's from Colorado. Mm-hmm. And. Based on the way that the what we hear from Rob and the way that the weather goes there, it's like snows in the morning and in the afternoon, the sun's out and the snow's all gone. Like we can't hear where we're at least me and Owen. I can't comprehend that because when it snows, it's not gone in the afternoon. You know what I mean? Like it's there for days. You know? If it's a bad snow, it'll be there for I, what is it? The, Maybe the, a month. When they plow the, uh, the 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 supermarket parking lots, that pile of snow will be there sometimes yes. till forever. <laughs> sometimes it does not go away. Right. <laughs> um, but um, I, in his environment, he was able to, you know, it, basically the whole saying was is that he took these snakes, put them in a styrofoam cooler, and put them in his garage in the middle of the winter. And you know, talking to Rob it's warming up during the day. So that's probably why he was able to do that. Yep. Whereas like, we would not be able to do that. We couldn't just take the diamonds, stick them in a styrofoam box and put them in, you know, I mean, think about our winters where it's getting down to like, you know, five degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're going to no. have a dead snake. Yeah. You know, but, um, speaking of diamond pythons, um, I'm going to talk about real quick. Um, how I keep them. So diamond pythons are a little bit different than, um, you know, other carpets. Um, they take longer to mature. Uh, that's a, that's a big one. Um, and, um, they, a lot of 
months from colder weather places do take longer. The problem is, is that in herpticulture, you have the, it'll be ready for females are ready in four years. Males are ready in like, was it 30 months? Like it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, that's not true for a lot of species. A lot of times it takes a while for those animals to be mature enough. And I mean, dude, like olives didn't, I didn't get the olives to breed till they were 10. Yeah, that's about right. So with diamonds, females, I would say about six. Yeah. That would be where you would start. Five yeah. to six years, probably six is where it's at. Um, Buddy Buscemi just produced diamonds and he's had yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, males, I would say four to five years. That would be okay. my thought. Um, as far as feeding diamond pythons, uh, one to two years old, I would do it every 10 to 12 days. And then adults, very minimal feeding. Once yeah. every six weeks, maybe. <laughs> you know, I mean. When I um, feel it. Got it. I kind of approach, you know, uh, diamond pythons as like right now I'm feeding them. So I'll probably feed them every two weeks. But. You know, come the winter, they don't eat, and they're not eating again until the springtime and when it starts to warm up. But I give them a meal. Um, obviously, I didn't produce them this year, um, but I think that's just because the female wasn't acclimated to my spot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're going to give that a go again next year and see what happens. That's good, though. I mean, dude, it's sometimes, sometimes it takes a year, and sometimes you don't get it. But what I hate is when people assume that they need to now completely revamp and redo everything after one year of not success. Yeah. It's just give it a couple of years trying the same thing and then try again. It's just people are, they don't want to wait. Or... Yeah. So, I mean, I guess as far as diamonds go, as far as temperatures, um, I guess where they differ from carpets is their ambient temperature is a lot lower. So, yeah. My ambient temperature for basically all, all of them during a normal time would be 68 to 77 degrees, somewhere in that area. Yeah. Uh, when they're hatchlings to 18 months, um, I was, I kind of followed the, I actually, I did it first, but I don't anymore, but it's like a 24 hour hotspot. Okay. You get that. But I also, at the same time, if you're giving them, you know, a hide and all that kind of stuff, I, I don't know. I, I don't do that. So at nighttime, my baby diamonds and all the diamonds that I've raised get the temperature of the room, which is basically 68 to 77. Somewhere so their hottest point during the day, they're what, 80 something? Well, the hot spot I give to diamonds is probably about 88 to 92. Okay. And uh, what you'll see a lot of times with them is um, they'll come out and they'll be ready to bask right before that light turns on, like you were mm -hmm. saying earlier. Um, that's, a, that's a big thing with them. Um, and um, when they get the subadult, um, I, I, sh I shrink down that from 7 to 10 hours um, is what I offer that hot spot. And I might even go a little bit lower and it's probably like mid more i try to i try to mimic so i have a big window in my diamond python room right and i try to time it to whatever the sun is coming up and going down outside um, whatever it's doing that's what you're doing yeah. yeah so in the summer 
I'll give them a 13 to 14 uh, hour photo period. Um, and basically the hot spot for them is like 95 degrees. Um, the ambient, like I said, is probably, and again, this is in the summertime. So we're looking at, you know, probably about 77 degrees uh, nighttime. It's going probably 65 to 73, somewhere in that area. Um, and then in the fall, so when we go into the fall, I'll start to cut that photo period down to about 8 to 10 hours. Okay. Um, still same temps, um, but the basking spot's coming down a little bit um, just to let them know. So you're probably looking at like 88. Um, and then the ambience are dropping down to the low 70s. Um, and then the nighttime temp is probably 65 to 73. Um, during the winter, um, the photo period, I dropped down another two hours to eight. Okay. Not feeding uh, at all during this yeah. time. And the basking temps, probably about 80 degrees. Ambient temps, probably about 60 degrees. Um, and... Pro at nighttime temps are probably about, you know, I don't say sometimes it gets, gets maybe high fifties, okay, sixties, um, something like that. Yeah, it kind of fluctuates. I don't really pay attention too much to. So with diamonds, my thought is is that, you know, they're the 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 most southern ranging python species. You have to understand, Australia, the, southern mean cold. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> right. It's not like us here in the northern hemisphere where southern means hot. Um, so they're a, they're built to withstand. It's I think they need it. I know? think they do. Um, yeah. And most people, you know, it was thought that the the you know when the complete carpet came out and they were talking about diamond pythons the thing, the theory that they had about diamond python syndrome is that we just kept them too hot. Yeah. And if you keep them too hot, it they sort of out. speeds up their metabolism and their metabolic process. And they sort of like most of the, the, the symptoms that they were seeing in diamond python syndrome was basically what you would see in an old snake. So it just, you basically fast forwarded its life. Yeah. Um, but I think the key to, to diamonds is cooler temperatures. Yeah. Um, they, they need a hot spot, but cooler temperatures. I would venture to guess, and I'm going to try it with mine, but I would venture to guess, and I'm not saying that, you know, all snakes don't need UV. I think they probably do. I think it would probably benefit them long-term health. Figure out how to do that, yeah. But diamond pythons in particular who have <laughs> made their life around the sun, I think UV is important. I think any dark black snake has needs uv and also needs light because that's their whole purpose is to come out and get as much rays as possible and then scurry back where they belong because they all live in harsh cold environments yeah and it does I, you know the temperatures do warm up in the summertime but right. in the winter it, it, it's cold so um now when they're not feeding in in the winter um you know you're basically looking at like i i think I kind of look at it as like the holidays. We talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Halloween being the beginning. Thanksgiving is when you stop feeding. I mean, right. Halloween's when you stop feeding. Thanksgiving is sort of like when you start start to drop your temps. Christmas is when you you put them together. You know, so it mm -hmm. kind of follows in that in that trend. 
Um, and then you'll come out of it in the springtime. I'll start they're, to, they're spring breeders, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's when they're going to breed. Right. Um, so my approach this year, which I think I was on point, I saw locks, everything. Yeah. I just don't know. Male, if, but the female wouldn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she was. She was ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but that springtime, I'll go to ten hours. Um, as far as feeding goes, um, I I fed them once and then I stopped feeding them. Okay. Um, and I gave the female when I when I saw them locking, I stopped feeding. I offered them the one meal just to say like, hey, look, you know, there's food Please around. Don't breathe. Please don't hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. So then uh, after that. I uh, separated them for a while, um, and I didn't see any kind. I thought I started to see some follicular growth on her, but um, it wasn't. You guys came over at some point, and I asked you guys to sort of see what you thought, and you sort of said the same thing. Like there was, it seemed like the follicles were growing, but she wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't there. So I fed her again. And then I put them together again. And then at that point, I didn't see any more locks. Yeah. So I either did one of two things. I put them together too early. And I should have waited. Um, or the female wasn't ready, which is probably. Yeah, or it was one of those things where, you know, I, I've had, like, I had the, uh, my exanic jag here was breeding that exanic female all through winter. And then didn't touch her in springtime. And then there were no eggs. So sometimes they just, the female's not ovulating when the male's in there and breeding her. Right. So, um, so yeah, then as far as the springtime, I'm taking that basking temperature back up to 80 to 86. Um, the ambience are back up to during the day are 68 to maybe 75. And then the nighttime temperatures are dropping still down probably into the sixties, I would say. And then, uh, like I said, then we get into summer. Um, and during summer and the end of spring is usually when I start to put the food to them. Uh, females more often, males once a month. Females like maybe every three weeks. Um, and, you know, diamond pythons probably eat six meals a yep. year. You know what I mean? Like they're not, you, can, you don't want to overfeed them either. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm trying to get there with the, uh, white lips and stuff like that to really minimize their stuff. But, um, like I'm going to stop feeding my guys, uh, my white lips, probably this will be the last month they get food. Okay. Um, and then I'm pairing them up for September, October. I so. think that might, you know, I think there's something to that, man. Uh, you know, I think the timing is, I think, I think you may be surprised. So Ryan had said that on one of our shows. I know. And, uh, they, they stopped feeding in the summertime and then paired them all in the fall. Cause that's when they were getting paired. And then, you know, when, if you count backwards for when he gets clutches, uh, females are breeding in like November. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's kind of diamond python care in a nutshell. Really, it just comes down to those temperatures. Uh, make sure that you're, you're sort of following along. Um, they're the perfect type of python, I think. They're be- First of all, they're beautiful. Um, and yeah, and all, they don't – if you do it right, you don't have to worry about them. <laughs> it's like yeah, – You can sort of set it up in, like, if you wanted a nice display cage in your living room or something yeah. like that, 
you know, or some people keep them outside. Like Scott, I mean, some of the pictures, sometimes he sends us pictures of his temp gun and then the diamond python, like sticking its head out ready to eat. And you're like, how is this possible? <laughs> Tom Crushfield does great with diamond pythons. He keeps them outside year round in Florida. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's how versatile they are. You can really do a lot with diamonds and, I would love to see people kind of get more involved with them and doing them correctly and having fun with the species. Cause I know I was gun shy about them. I got them fucked it up and now I'm gun shy about them again. So don't worry. I'll, I'll give you a pair. You'll be, no. right. <laughs> You'll be right. another room I have to create. Yeah. Well, you can put them right out in your, your living room, you know, that's what Jesus. I'm saying. You don't like get to a bigger place, dude. There's too many animals. No, I'm sorry. Just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When uh, you get your new place. Thank you. God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, I think that's, I don't know. I don't know if you have anything else, but. Uh... No, I mean, like, that's, that's pretty much it. I think we did a, I think we covered a lot between this and the carpet cliff notes. If anybody has any questions, you weren't listening. So. <laughs> yeah. You weren't paying attention. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. All right. We'll wrap it up. And, uh, you know, as always, thanks for listening to the show. And if you want to follow us, please subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you choose to use. Uh, we're all across the place. Um, and uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we have Facebook, Instagram, and uh, don't forget about Morelia Pick of the Week. That's uh, sort of our Facebook group. And page. enter your pictures if you want to get into the calendar competition. You're running yeah. out of time. What did I and say? Ten, 10 days, was it? Yeah, what'll happen is... Uh, well, you said it was... We're shutting it down when? You said the... Uh, 31st. 31st. Yeah, so what'll happen is is on the 31st, I'll put in a comment on the thread, and if you enter anything beyond that, um, no good. Yeah, you can you can stop them from being able to post. So as soon as you do that, just go in there and click where they can't post to the thread anymore yep so turn it off so you have 14 days okay so you have 14 days you got two weeks yeah i figured by the time that they're listening to this it'll be tuesday you're right the 31st do your shit get the pictures and get it together get it together um Check out our website, moreliapythonradio.net. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us, info at moreliapythonradio.com is the way to do that. Be sure to check out our uh, Teespring store um, for some NPR swag. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's uh, you can get to that through, um, through our website. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, Student of the Serpent should be coming out probably at the end of this week. Oh shit! Carpet Cliff Notes is out. Nice. Um, and I'm just gonna give this little teaser. Well, we got two teasers. One, Owen's working on a show at Riley um, on Colubrids. Yeah, we got the. I, I saw the list of all the, the the species he wants to cover. Jesus freaking Christ! Right. So, Which is cool. <laughs> uh, yep. We're gonna get that going. I gotta talk to him. We're gonna try to bang out. They're gonna be short episodes, like uh, Carpet Cliff Notes, only about thirty minutes. But we're gonna try to bang out like three or four. At one time, this way we can just set them up to be released. Right. So, cool. Yep. And then um, after I get uh, Student of the Serpent squared away, the next one is going to be a field herping uh, podcast. And uh, with Nipper. What's it going to be called? Nipper Reed. Notes from the field, maybe? I don't know. Nipper? 
We're, we're yeah. stealing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. my goodness. And then there's another one that I'm super excited about, but we're not going to announce it yet. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you got all going to have to wait. This is the MPR network. Right. You know. We ain't messing around, man. When we go big, we go big. Crush everybody. It's just, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just to get the variety out there and, uh, you know. Um, also figuring we'll just duct tape Joe to a, an office chair and make him do <laughs> from, you know, just. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so look forward to those uh, shows coming up. Uh, sometime in the near future. If you want to follow it, you can follow us on the Facebook page or Instagram or the website, and you'll be able to follow when we're going to release that stuff. So it uh, should be cool. The first student of the serpent is on the Walma Python. So. Do we want to go international and envelop the reptile and chill guys, or do we want to just leave them off on their own little... I think they're on a hiatus, right? Those guys kind of that. took a break. Have you guys become my new GTP Keeper Radio? <laughs> <laughs> Are they the English version of GTP Keeper Radio? Version of GTP Keeper Radio, where we'll never see you again. I don't know, man. We saw more from Bill when he was working than when he was retired. I don't. I. I hope they're listening to this for shame. Yeah, if you made it this far, what is it? Your what did Joe say? Your your you're in the club or something like that. Yeah, I mean, if you made it this far, God. Yeah, we'll see. I, you know, and then for me, uh, ebmorelia.com, and my email is eric at ebmorelia.com. Cool, that's all I got. Uh, for me, you can go to rogue reptiles.com, you can also go to rogue reptiles on facebook.com and Instagram at rogue underscore reptiles. I've tossed up a bunch of new stuff caramels, caramel jags, normal jags couple stuff like that up on the website a couple new jungles i have a bunch of other babies that'll be up for sale in the next coming weeks the olive pythons are not for sale yet <laughs> not <laughs> not for sale yet god damn it um a lot of people I, hitting you up oh my god dude really yeah well that's cool i mean it's awesome and i love it but like i and this is my thing. I don't do lists because the second I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll take a deposit. That's when I'll stop eating. I'm like, no, no, no. When it's ready, I'll put it up for sale. And then you can message me when it's up for sale. I'm not even doing this whole, hey, I'll let you know first before I put it up for sale. No, no. When it's up for sale, then you can message me. Till then, nothing's ready. Go away. So, <laughs> Dude, I, I got bread lion rhinos hatching soon. It's going to be nuts over here. Nuts, I say. Yeah, thank God you're not working. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we'll say thank you all for listening, and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. Mm-hmm.